What's up, guys? Mitch Pelkey back again with another episode of Pelk Talk. Today, joined by Duke commit number one in the 2020 class, Brennan O'Neill. What's up, Brennan? What up? Glad to be here. I'm excited. Love that. Love that. What have you been up to recently? You know, I've been chilling with my family, trying to like spend some time with them, watching Mad Netflix all the time, you know. There you go. What's, what's the show you're watching now? Well, I finished Money Heist. That okay. show was really good. I got to find a new one now, but that show was really entertaining. What uh, Are you a big uh, movie guy or TV show guy? Uh, I used to be a big movie guy, but I don't know. I've been into a lot of TV shows now, you know, with all the time we have, catch up on that stuff. And I can remember playing against you, actually. I don't know if you remember this, but I remember playing against you guys the summer going into my freshman year, I think it was. I was on Sweet Lax. And it was at Inside Lacrosse Invitational, I think. Yeah, Do you, you remember this at all? Yeah, you beat us down pretty good. I know. And I, honestly, I didn't remember until I was watching my old highlights today because I was like, I know I played a Team 91 team. These guys are 2020s playing up a level. And we only beat you guys by like, like three or four. But I was like, this is a team right here. You remember yeah. playing us? Yeah, I do. Yeah, you guys were like one of the first teams in a while to like really whoop us. And like, you like kind of humbled us. But we were playing up in a big tournament. It was good. It was a good learning experience. Yeah, no, that, that was a sick tournament. But let's start from the beginning. Uh, growing up in Long Island w with parents that didn't really know too much about the sport, you know, how did, how did you kind of get into playing? Uh, well, my sister did it in, in middle school, just like, just for fun. Uh, she talked me into it and I like talked to my friend about it too. Once she started talking to me and I knew he played and he said, yeah, it'd be fun. And I knew a bunch of guys and my first year, I loved it, so I just kept going with it. Have you always been kind of growing up playing just lacrosse, or was it like your multi-sport athlete guy? Oh, yeah, I played, you know, football, basketball, and lacrosse, but always lacrosse was, like, my main focus. And then did you, did you grow up playing, like, summer ball at a young age, too? Yeah, it was, like, my second year of playing lacrosse. Uh, I was recruited by Joe Spelina at a camp. It was some camp I did for fun some day camp and uh, they saw me like kind of killing it and competing with like the other 91 guys, you know? So he yeah. uh, invited me to play with them and haven't left that team since. Okay. So he kind of saw you at that camp and then you just kind of never looked back. Yeah. Never changed teams. Just stuck with that team for like 10 years. Now, how did you kind of see the future with those guys being such a good team? I saw I put my talents into Joe's hands kind of because he elevated me so much growing up because I remember the the difference between my skills from the fr from the year before I was on that team to the year after he made me such a better player and I knew that it was a good spot to be in. So then in eighth grade uh, you play varsity at, at Bayshore High School you know why did you kind of make that decision? I was thinking about it seventh grade but with all the testing and stuff, I really didn't think I was well prepared. So I took a year off of school ball. I didn't even play for my middle school or JV. I just trained and, you know, try to get better. And then I think puberty kind of hit even harder the next year. And I was, I looked at myself and I, I kind of knew that I was ready to go. And uh, Bayshore needed some help that year. So when they invited me to play, I, I practiced with them and I kind of meshed well with the guys. So I decided to play with them. It was, ended up being so fun. Was that a big learning experience for you? Did you learn a lot in that in that year? Yeah, because especially in Long Island, there's some teams, you know, with stud players. I was going against some stud, you know, All-American 
juniors, seniors, like actual like pretty much men while I was just a, like a 13 year old. So like it was definitely good to learn. Were you ever were you ever nervous going into those games? You know, you're 13 and then you're playing against like 17, 18 year olds. Yeah, yeah. Because especially when you watch film with the guys and you're like, that, that guy's pretty good. I still enjoyed it, even against those tough matchups. It was so much fun, like competing like that. It got me better because when I went back to my age, it was so much easier. So, it was, it do you think you matured as like as like a human though? You know, being around like adults almost, almost yeah. the whole spring. Definitely, because you you know like you're definitely different from eighth grade when you're like 13 to 18. I was yeah. hanging out with 18 year olds after school every day instead of like my actual like 13 year old friends. So you kind of mature a little bit because they're a lot different. I mean, I know I'm much different now than I was when I was younger. So, yeah, I definitely changed as a person kind of too. Is that a is that a thing people do in Long Island a lot is play uh, varsity that eighth grade year or no? Is that just something you wanted to do? Uh, a good amount of guys did it. I knew I knew a couple guys who did it and uh, my a lot of my friends did it. But uh, that, that was just something I really wanted to do growing up. I kind of saw other people getting moved up. And once I found out it was possible to get moved up in eighth grade, I, I was like, really want to do that. Yeah. So how, how does that work? I know for me, my eighth grade year, I had to play JV because I, I couldn't play varsity because we only got four years of eligibility. You know, is, is that a rule in Long Island? No, I, I don't know why, but for some reason, the clock starts as soon as ninth grade. So like, let's say you do another year. The only way you can play five years after you hit ninth grade is if you go to a different, you know, PG school. But for some reason, uh, eighth grade doesn't count towards our eligibility. So I was able to play eighth grade and then all the way through ninth, 10th, 11th, 12th. So, yeah, I guess in New York or by me is different for some reason. Section 11 or whatever. That's sick. Because yeah. I, I thought, like, you switched schools so that it just didn't didn't apply. No, yeah. I have a couple friends right now who – Played five years of varsity, so eighth grade year uh, in that in that springtime, you commit to Penn State. You know what type of moment was that like for you, being the first commit and the earliest commit ever? Yeah, it actually, like blew up a lot more than expected. Like overnight, it was crazy. I mean, I went to the school and all of a sudden they said like, oh, news news twelve, like our like all these TV things and all that are coming to my school. I was like, oh wow, that's really cool, but. I never really knew how it would turn out. And it was definitely, I like to say to a lot of people, it's like a confidence booster. And I, I, I talk about it with my friends a lot too. I feel like once you get that division one offer and you realize that other schools are have confidence in you to play for their program, you get better just from being confident, you know? Yeah. What, what were the, what were the first couple of schools to kind of reach out to you? Um, it was Ohio state. Okay. Yeah. And uh, Maryland, and those were my four. At that time, that's what I was looking for. And then as I got older, my like ideals kind of change. You know, me as a person. You commit that eighth grade year. You know, what 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 what's the vibe around you in school and on the field like? I mean, I did get a little bit of hate, but not too much. But a lot of my friends thought it was so cool, and uh, you know, they they enjoyed it. They asked me all these questions and stuff, and even my teachers were like. Uh, how do you know you want to go there and all that and it was cool but a lot of the tension for a little bit it kind of like wore down uh, as the season went on and you know my friends you know get a couple haters on the other teams and all that but you know you just push through that stuff are you kind of glad the recruiting rules changed yeah I think so talking about this with my buddies the other day I was like you know 
the, the things I really kind of looked at when I was committing are not the things that really kind of matter. Was that kind of your process when committing that in eighth grade? Yeah. I mean, I think as a person, I didn't think it was possible, but from eighth grade to 11th grade is very different. Yeah. The way you think, like literally it was so different. You so matured so much in, in, the, in those three years. Yeah. I mean, I was a totally different person looking for totally different things and I was way more mature in 11th grade. So I don't think it's really a good idea for really young athletes to be committing like that just because you're not nearly as mature as you may think you are. Cause I thought I was, and I don't think I really was. After you commit, you know, what was kind of that first highlight that you remember that, that kind of went viral up behind the back in the, uh, in an NLF tournament mm-hmm. against Beatlax my age, but that was one of the one highlights I really remember blowing up and it was like so many views and, you know, you just get so many people like, you get on so many people's radars and people start looking into you and all that. I remember gaining a lot of like followers and all that. So I think it was that it was a behind the back against sweet So how did you kind of deal with that spotlight and that pressure so early in your career? I mean, yeah, that's the, that's the one hard part because a lot of people, they see highlights and they expect you to do it. Like every time you touch the ball, you know? So when they come see you and play and maybe you get like, stripped or something you like I just don't even think about it that's how I kind of push through all that a lot of people when they see highlights and only highlights they come see you they think you're like not human or something that you're not going to make mistakes and uh, that's how I kind of told myself to like push through when there's like haters out and like you know yelling at you and stuff during like summer tournaments and stuff that's how I really got through all that you know yeah and and it can be hard you know I don't know how you you dealt with it for so long. I mean, I feel like you've kind of been in the spotlight for the past four years. Yeah. Yeah, it's been probably like four years. Making that switch from Bayshore to St. Anthony's, you know, your freshman year, you know, why the switch? Um, I switched because I feel like St. Anthony's, the teams they play, it just prepares you so much for college because we we'd be going against – Every single game, I'm going against another Division One defenseman. In ninth grade, I remember going against such great seniors and stuff like that. It just elevated my game. And for the last four years, I've been going against the best competition possible. So I think that if I stayed, I, I would be a good player, but I don't think I'd be nearly as good now. And at St. Anthony's, did you play football and basketball all four years or no? Not all four years. I played football for three. And okay. then I played basketball just for one, and then I kind of mm-hmm. veered off of that. They were a little too good. Some of those guys are like 6'6 and stuff. I couldn't Damn. What position were you in basketball? I was kind of like a power forward. Yeah. I used my athleticism. I was a lot shorter than a lot of other guys that I would be guarding and stuff, but I could jump pretty high, and I would use all that to my advantage. Why did you stop playing? You just kind of want to focus on lacrosse, or was it kind of just too much? A little too much because I kind of saw my my stick skills kind of getting worse, depleting after the season. And I thought it would keep me in better shape than it actually did for some reason. I, I felt like I came back kind of like weaker. And I thought maybe the weight room during that season could help a little more. And it actually did. I, I think junior year I took off basketball and just, you know, weight rooms, kept my stick skills up. And it helped a lot. So would you say you liked football more? but you were better at lacrosse or is that not the case? That's a hard question. Cause it's, it really feels like it's in whatever season you're in, you love it. Cause when I'm in the football season, 
I dreaded practice. That's the one thing about football. Your practice was awful. Brutal, but, huh? Yeah, dude. Everyone says it too. Even the main football players who only play football say it. It's all about that game day. That game day is just so fun. But uh, yeah, during the football season, I love it. And I sometimes I even question myself: Do I like this more than lacrosse? But then. In the off season, I'm training for lacrosse. Once I get to the season, I end up just loving lacrosse again, you know. So it's kind of hard. It depends on whatever I'm playing, really. That's one thing I tell like younger guys that see around my town. I'm like, play sports in high school. That's one thing I regret is not playing high school football. My brother played, and and that's one thing he always looked forward to is like Friday night lights, you know, out there yeah. playing football. So playing with Team 91, like I said, in the summers and falls, you know possibly one of the best travel teams ever, you know, looking back at those moments of, of kind of traveling every weekend in the fall and every weekend in the summer, what, what memories do you have? A lot of memories, just having fun, not even the lacrosse part in between games at the hotel, you're just getting closer and closer to these guys. You really feel like brothers after we, we were one of those teams that really stuck close for all 10 years that we played a lot of teams, you know, change over the years, but we really kept the core group together. So we just kept getting closer and closer, just being such great friends and having so much fun, you know. I mean, sometimes I remember this one tournament, Ocean City. Yeah. We'd be on the beach all day before the tournament. Like, just, it was so fun. Just hanging out with a bunch of guys. And you really look forward to that stuff because I remember being in school at the time and every day you're looking for uh, Friday I'm leaving school early I'm going to Maryland with my boys yeah. like none of those kids are in your your school so you don't really get to see them that often but like it was just so much fun seeing them on the weekends grew up playing with like FCA and they kind of keep kept that that team pretty tight and I remember just like all right the game's over like let's go back to the hotel and let's like just mess around in the pool and I feel like the not playing part the traveling down like the hanging out with them is like the the, the best experience and the, the things I remember the most yeah, definitely. So what do you kind of remember most uh, for that first experience with Coach Bellina? I remember me being at Midi, thinking I'm a Midi at first, and he knew right away after one game, he's like, yo, go down and attack. That's what he said to me. I was like, all right. And then I ended up scoring a bunch of goals to, like, tie it up, and we won. And I was like, wow, I actually like this position. So I kind of, from there, kind of knew that this guy knows what he's talking about. That was like my first game with him. So imagine after all 10 years what what you learned from him. So, I mean, he's just a great guy, and he wants the best from his team. And uh, he would always put his heart out for us and teach us the best ways to becoming the best player possible. Me, I never really met him, but watching videos of him, he seems like a really – obviously a really good coach and, and really strict on the field. You know, what is he like off the field? Oh, he's he, – same as on the field, but a little less intense. You know, he tells you how it is, and he'll never lie to you. He'll tell you what you did bad, what you did right. And off the field, he's just a great guy. You know, talk to him about anything and any problems you have, you know, he'll, he'll be there. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember, I think it was last summer, two summers ago, uh, we finished up playing um, – we finished up playing a game, and after we were done, it was you guys versus the 2020 FCA team with, like, with like Daniel Kelly and chorus. And I remember watching, I was like, dude, is this serious? Like looking around, there's like every player, every coach, every parent just watched. Yeah. 
yeah, we got a lot of people at those types of games. Everyone knew what type of game it was going to be. So then fast forward, you end up decommit from Penn State and commit to Duke. You know, why the decommitment? Uh, you know, I said before, I mean, I changed a lot as a person. And I saw Duke as such a great uh, environment for everything. You, you know, like social life, everything's balanced there. You know, social life, athletics, academics. A bunch of my friends are going there, you know. It has a it has a lot of Long Island blood in it, so mm -hmm. I thought me as a person I kind of fit better here, and uh, the more and more I kind of walked around there and stuff, I just kind of fell in love with it. Yeah, and 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 when you were going through that process, you know what what schools kind of reached out to you? Um, a lot of different schools on September first reached out to me, but I only I made it I made sure I wasn't going to spend all my time at like you know. Like some of my friends didn't really visit other schools. They did that. But I really kind of had four in my mind. It was Penn State. And then I visited Notre Dame, Virginia, and Duke. And those are my top four. So I ended up making a choice from those four visits. What, what kind of stuck out from you uh, from Duke than, than the other schools? They were a lot similar in a lot of ways. They had a lot of positives. Every single school has every you you know this too from visiting all the schools. Every school has its like positives, and they're all sick. So yeah. it's, when it comes down to it, it's it's really hard. So what came down to it was I had the guys. I really fit in well with them, and I know one of my friends was going. I knew that would be an easy transition with him. And um, when I was out with the guys and like getting used to them, I kind of really fit well with them it was the same with Virginia and Notre Dame but there's something different when I was talking to these guys I don't know they, they just stuck with me and coach Janowski I loved him so much the way he uh he kind of he kind of fit well with me because he's from Long, Long Island he grew up there as I got to speak to him more and more I kind of knew that this guy is a great guy to be around for especially awesome. four years away from your parents yeah I mean yeah I mean you wouldn't win any other way so last year you guys beat Chaminade in the championship. You know, you put up seven, and and you beat that. You beat your rival school in the in the championship. What was that like for you? I mean, now that I think about it, since that was my last high school lacrosse game, yeah, uh, that's probably the best way to go out. Especially Chaminade and us, we really don't like each other. That felt really good. That that really felt good, especially because a few weeks before they beat us pretty good, mm -hmm. and you know they were talking all the smack. But then we win. We win when it counts. I mean. There's nothing better than that. Yeah. What? what any chirps that, that you kind of remember from that game? Yeah, I don't really chirp, to be honest. Okay. But in that game, they didn't chirp me. But I remember growing up, like, from ninth to 11th, they would always chirp. The whole team and then the student section, you know. They were always, like, I remember one year they were just chant overrated, stuff like that. I mean, and it, that sticks with you for all high school, especially when you go against them over and over. Yeah. You want to prove them wrong. So that's the chirps that, like, over the years you hear. Did that Did that kind of get to you mentally, or are you kind of you just use that as confidence? Yeah, I always think it's just funny. I think it's funny because people on in the stands, they don't really know much about lacrosse and what goes on. That, you know, they think you make a bad play and, like, all oh, this kid's this kid's not good or whatever. And you, you just don't listen to kids who don't know what they're talking about, you know? I mean – I, I always give credit when I, if a kid like beats me good and he talks, you know, he chirps. I mean, that probably gets your head more. But when it's someone in the stands, you really don't care. You don't even know who it is. It's whatever. Yeah, some goon. So what was kind of the mentality going into this last season? 
after kind of coming off that championship, like you said, you know, we were just going to beat everyone. I mean, we were so confident going and that's not really cocky to say that, but we were just so confident because we were returning a lot of stud guys and we were adding a lot of stud guys too that no one's really ever seen. And we were, we felt so good from the first practice to the fourth. We only had like four practices. We were just meshing so well because some of us have been playing together even past high school that we've been talking about this team since we were like in sixth, sixth grade, we were talking about coming here and, you know, getting the job done together. So, I mean, going into senior year, we really were confident. And kind of take, take me through that, you hearing about Corona, then, then the season kind of get canceled. Yeah, it was, it was really, really weird because we were talking about it and, you know, a couple guys were like, oh, season's canceled. And I was like, I really wasn't that into it. I wasn't looking in the news or anything. I was like, how could they cancel a season that quick? Before it even happened, I was saying there's no way they're going to do that. Yeah. There's no way they're canceling school and all that. And originally we thought we had a scrimmage the next day and we were like, all right, we're going to get the scrimmage done, maybe lose a few days of school, come back, play. And then every day they just kept adding on more and more and more and more days. And then I kept looking into the news. I was like, wow, this is really happening. So we, a couple of us were really denying it and we didn't really think it was possible. But I mean, as it went on, we kind of started realizing that we're probably not going to go back to school again. So it kind of really sucked once you realize it, you know? Yeah. And I don't know. I just think thinking about it in our season, you just got to like take every moment for granted. You know, you, you, you just kind of happened out of the blues, like, like you said, and, I think you're just like cherishing every moment that you have at school and with your boys is like something I've definitely gotten better at since this whole process. Yeah, I think it was good for us in a way that we kind of learned that we got to, you know, enjoy the moment, not look forward to just enjoy it right now, you know? Yeah, so obviously headed to Duke in the fall. You know, what are you most excited for? Um, I'm excited to meet all the guys, like, and become – close with them but more importantly meeting all the other new people who aren't just athletes and to get the a new experience you know being on my own kind of preparing me for life I'm kind of excited for that I mean I think every kid going to college likes the idea of being uh independent it's mm -hmm. kind of nerve nerve-wracking at at first but you know that it's going to help you in the long run I'm excited for that uh I'll, I'm excited for the gear too yeah, to be honest, that's probably you know that's that was the sickest part. I remember for me, you know, first day we got there and I look at my locker and it's just like, like two pairs of gloves, two pairs of elbow pads, like yeah. all the helmets, the sticks. It was so sick. Yeah, it's probably so much fun, and you're probably looking forward to that. Yeah, no, and what, what was kind of the the thought process when you guys heard you were getting Michael Sowers? Yeah, I when I when I heard that, I was so hyped because this guy not only is he a stud scorer, but he'll make everyone around him just so good. Mm -hmm. He's kind of like, he's that, he's that facilitator that, you know, every offense needs. So, I mean, I was, I was hyped seeing that. It was, a, it was cool just to like, you know, see all the posts on Instagram and all the comments saying, wow, they're going to be really good next year. And I, I was thinking in my mind, like, yeah, we really are, especially because we're returning a lot, you know, yeah. it's going to be fun. There you go. So kind of looking down the road, after you graduate Duke, you know, is, is the PLL in your future? I mean, if I have a really successful college career, which I'm hoping, uh, I mean, yeah, PLL looks like a lot, a lot of fun to be a part of. 
Um, it looks like a really good experience. It, it looks like every other every PLL player that I see in the in the league, they love it. So I mean, I don't see why not right out of college. Yeah, for sure. And I was kind of looking at your Instagram too. You playing box. You know, what about the NLL? Yeah, the NLL is something I really want to do too. I've I wanted to do that since like third grade when I first played box. My friend got me into box and he got me into the NLL. I'd be watching the NLL and I would love it, especially since some of my favorite players are mainly NLL players like uh, like Mark Matthews and all that. I would love to play in that league. That would be sick. Kind of doing my research as well. Uh, you know, Paul Carcaterra kind of using your name in the same sentence as like a Mikey Powell and Lyle Thompson. What does that mean to you being not even playing a college game yet and your name's already in the same sentence as greats? Uh, yeah, that puts like a lot of pressure on me, you know, saying that type of stuff. You know, you feel like you have something to prove, especially with a guy like him saying it. It, it means something. So it was definitely cool. I I remember seeing that, too. And, you know, it it's it's hard, you know, once you think about it, that you have a lot of eyes watching you and you have something to prove every game. But you just take it step by step and enjoy the moment. Yeah, I like that. I like that. So. Every interview you've done has been about lacrosse. You know, what does Brendan O'Neill do outside of the sport? You know, I like going to the beach. I mean, I live in Bayshore. So Bayshore, New York is a place that's really close to Fire Island. And, you know, we like going, I like going there with my boys. Going to watch movies is a big thing of mine. You know, TV shows, just having fun with my friends. We don't really like to bring up lacrosse all that much. You know, you play it enough and you don't want to get really tired of it. So... Yeah. I just try to like enjoy the moment and spend time with my friends while I still can, you know? Yeah. I like that. What's, what's your favorite movie? My favorite movie, uh, to be honest, I don't want any kids, you know, looking it up. Uh, so I'm not going to say that one, probably one of my close second favorite. I really like, like Avengers, you know, okay. Superhero stuff. The the one that I really liked uh, that was kind of recent was The Joker. I don't know if you saw that one. That no, one. I didn't. So yeah. you're, you're big into those type of movies, huh? Yeah, I, I think superheroes are sick, you know, when you see how they're uh, upcoming and, you know, if they had, like, a bad childhood or whatever, whatever it was that, like, brought them up, it's sick to see. Yeah. So I was kind of – I was obviously watching your highlights in all rap music. Are you a big hip-hop guy? Yeah, I love rap, but – I actually do have a really wide range. Okay. I do like, you know, anything old rock and all that stuff. I I really am not picky, but for the highlight tapes, I put rap just because uh, I feel like it'll relate better with the people watching it, kind of, okay. a lot of kids watching it. And uh, I get a lot of crap if I put anything else than that, you know. But What's kind of the, the song you're bumping to nowadays? I like Polo G a lot. So one of okay. his songs is uh, 21 on his new album. That's that's the one I probably play a lot right now. Okay. Um, I know I from watching your highlights, I know you like different stuff too. Yeah, I'm a huge rap guy like every day. Yeah. I'm a big fan of uh, of uh, Drake's new album. So I've been bumping that recently. But, you know, rap's been my thing. You were on my radar ever since I saw that one. Uh, I don't know what great question here. Yeah, it was probably freshman year, dude. It was so funny. You were putting like, uh, it was Quint. Yeah, it's Quint. Uh, thank you. I appreciate that. It was Quint's, um, like, talking over my playing. I remember like coming. Yeah, with that. it wasn't yeah. you. It wasn't about you, but it was funny. Yeah, 
And everyone in the comments was like, dude, look, why is Quinn talking about this guy? <laughs> yeah, that was a funny one. Sweet. Well, kind of to our last section here called Quick Talk on Pelk Talk. I'm going to give you a quick phrase and you kind of give me a quick answer. Say whatever word. Yeah, whatever word, whatever sentence, whatever you want. All right. Favorite food? Pizza. Mid-calves all the time or only on the field? Mid-calves all the time. Best rapper? Eminem. Okay, okay. Favorite player you looked up to as a kid? Mark Matthews. Biggest pet peeve? Saying something and then doing the opposite. Okay. Telling people to do something and then doing the opposite. Yeah. Favorite teammate of all time? Andrew McAdory. Biggest hack you've ever played against? Uh, Connor O'Reilly. Okay. If not Penn State and Duke, then where? Notre Dame. Where do you see yourself in five years? Five years, I see myself playing lacrosse still, definitely. Uh, trying, to get a, trying to get a good, steady job. I like that. Well, sweet, man. I, I, Brennan, I really appreciate you coming on Pelk Talk. Really good conversation. Where can the fans find you at? Uh, find me on Instagram, brennan.oneal34. Sweet, sweet. Well, Brennan, I appreciate it. Best of luck of, to your career to come. Thank you. I had fun.